0: Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. Today is Tuesday, and so therefore we are going to continue our conversation about how to pray. Because as we have already established, and I'm pretty sure you knew that before joining this conversation, davening in a way that is meaningful and feels at least to us to be an effective enterprise is sometimes easier said than done. It is challenging and requires constant iyun, as we mentioned as part of our introduction, we have to continuously analyze and think thoughtfully and insightfully about how we can improve davening. And one of the ways we do that is by identifying the challenges, the obstructions that are in our way. What is it sort of naturally about this experience that is making it difficult, that is posing certain specific identifiable difficulties, that if only I can recognize them and maybe to a certain extent respect them, then I could figure out how to walk around them, or in some cases, to walk through them. Now, there is a very unique challenge of sorts. It's a reality. It's a, it's a very, very important, I would say, definitional aspect of tefillah that I'd like to discuss this morning, although it's really almost continuing conversation that we started last Tuesday. And that is that on the one hand, Chazal teach us, it's a Gemara in brachos davav, that tefillah is omedes berumo shelolam, which means that tefillah comes from a very, very transcendent place. Tefillah is part of the upper, uppermost spheres of the universe. We cannot speak about tefillah as being something which is right here, something that we can absolutely relate to, that we can touch, that we can sort of understand in all of its meaning and its components. The words of tefillah and the experience of tefillah is something which is really, really, truly transcendent. It is of another world. And the Nefesh HaChayim, Reb Chaim Vlajner, and the Sefer Nefesh teaches that every word of tefillah, every letter of tefillah, has deep, profound meaning. He points out that which we know, and that is that tefillah has been composed by individuals who were endowed either with nevuah, with prophecy, or Ruach HaKodesh. These are individuals who were able, with a tremendous amount of wisdom and insight, to infuse deep, deep, deep meanings and ideas and concepts into each and every word of davening. And so on the one hand, we open up a Siddur and we look at the words of Tefillah and we recognize, at least we should recognize, that we are looking at a text which brings us to another place, which can propel us up to the highest spheres of the universe, a very, very, very densely, densely spiritual product. On the other hand, we know that the Torah tells us that we are to serve Hashem with our hearts. Chazal tells us that Tefillah is an Avodah Shebeleiv and that means, among many things, that tefillah has to be meaningful. It has to be relevant. It has to be something which I can appreciate, which I can take down right here where I am on earth and open it up and find a familiar place with these words. I need to be able to connect somehow these words of tefillah with my own life. And so we are facing every time we davin these two seemingly opposing forces. And it's an extraordinary challenge to try to reconcile these two forces, to try to resolve this tension? How can we succeed in bridging these two worlds and connecting these two forces? So uh, on the one hand, I think this is what I mentioned last week from Rabbi Shemal in the Gemara, who says, a person who shigitin lamala. Rabbi Shemal teaches that when a person in you have to sort of look downwards and at the same time feel upwards. And we introduced this idea by pointing out that there is always going to be this, this tension of sorts. But what I'm trying to highlight this morning is that's true not only in sort of this grand level, but it is true even on a very practical level. Very, very, very practically speaking, we have to recognize that we are being pulled and we need to pull simultaneously in two different directions. So, what does this mean practically? So, firstly, we need to recognize when we open up our Sidurim and we look at the words of Davening that we are working with a text which has incredible power and endless meaning. We devote ourselves faithfully to this text because we recognize that embedded within each and every paragraph and every sentence and every word and indeed every letter, as the Nefesh teaches, are endless possibilities and endless words. It should not be lost on us that we have been saying these same words for many, many centuries. And while that can sometimes be a point of frustration for some, there are those who will say, you know, maybe we can discard this section or this bracha because it no longer seems to appeal to our modern sensibilities. It doesn't seem relevant. That's not the approach that we take. We recognize and appreciate to the contrary, that if we were smart, we would hold on to our sitter almost like we do a blueprint. And we would refer to it and use it as a way of inspecting and cross-examining, if you will, where we are at any given point in life. You know, when you think about it, there are many different brachos that we ask for. And there are many thing, different things that we ask for in davening brachos, and Shmon Esrei, that I am sure that from time to time we would not necessarily, if we were left on our own, we would not necessarily ask for these particular things. I'd rather not mention any right now because it's a very much a personal perspective, and what, what, what would apply to me would not necessarily apply to you. But I think it is fair to say that the Sideret provides us with constant reminders about what we should be thinking about, in addition to what it is that we bring to davening. That there are many, many things in the world that are important, that are important to our community, that are important to, the, to our nation, that are just important for the world overall, that I wouldn't necessarily think about because this is not something that, that I feel relates to me. In the moment, and so therefore, part of this appreciating that tefillah zomedes beruma shalolam is to use tefillah as a way, like I said, almost sort of fact-checking, a way of 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 cross-checking. I don't don't know exactly what what the word is, but a way of reminding ourselves that there is there's so much more out there. There's so much possibility in terms of what tefillah can mean each and every day. At the same time. While this is all going on, we have to try to bring HaKadosh Barhu into our world. Avodah means that we invite HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the recesses of our heart and we share our innermost fears, our concerns, our desires, and our interests, even if not especially that which does not appear at least explicitly on the page in front of me. Tila being an Avodah Shebalev means that there is nothing that is too small there is nothing that is too insignificant for us to share with him i i wouldn't say that we should strive to reduce pila to be a checklist of the things that are right on the forefront of my mind for the day but as as i've been asked by children by teenagers on the time is it is it okay for me to ask hashem to assist me i uh, i have a very big test today you know and i've been studying for many many weeks for my uh, my science test is it okay for me to ask Hashem for assistance, for siyat HaDashmah. And the answer is, is it okay? How wonderful it would be, how incredible it would be if we would feel comfortable, if we would feel that rapport with the Rabbonu Shalom to be able to say, I need help, and here's where I need it. And if we are successful in sort of bridging these two worlds and recognizing on the one hand that tefillah is And so therefore, as Rishmal teaches, a person has to place libal and at the same time, to realize as an avodah believe is something which is truly personal and meaningful, we have to try to be omade lamata. We have to stand here, shayitin of lamata, look downwards and to bring tefillah down here on earth. Now, I want to tell you something. There was a time in my life, it was over 10 years ago, and the details are not particularly important at the moment, but I was so hyper-focused on a particular challenge that I was facing. And I'm sure that many of us could relate to this. There are times that we find ourselves in a unique situation in which the challenge that we are facing, in some cases the tzara, the source of suffering that we are facing, is so acute, it looms so large, that is all we can think about. And at this particular time, I, I recognized, and I'm not sure that I realized this right away, but over time as I began to daven more thoughtfully, more intensively, I was able to discover relevance of this particular situation that I was facing in every single of HaBishman Esrei. And I wasn't necessarily looking for it. This was not, uh, you know, a a scavenger hunt of sorts where I was trying to find how can I relate my current situation to every single bracha? I I wasn't intentionally looking for it. But I was so preoccupied with where I was in the moment that I was able to find insight and connection in each and every bracha. And I have to say, say to you, this was not a distraction for me. This was personally a source of tremendous comfort that, it may seem as if, you know, I was so focused on myself and I forgot about everybody else. That's really not true. I was able to think about things beyond myself, but I certainly didn't struggle to find the meaning in my davening because there was something that was so important to me that when I turned to the Rabona Shalom and I respected the text that I had in my hand, I was able to find relevance to that in each and every bracha. My friends, there is infinite possibility when it comes to davening. For those of us who feel and we all do from time to time that it is a challenge to sort of bridge these two worlds we have to recognize and appreciate that there is so much possibility again i feel like i'm going to conclude every tuesday i saying how do we do it easier said than done there's much to discuss there here as there is it will take us time to really really work this through and every conversation over here i'm going to try to to introduce ideas that are not so practical and complement them with practical suggestions. we have to understand though that so much of this is just foundational. We need to sort of break through and have these conversations, and then over the course of time, will we, as with Hashem, be successful? But the message for today is that, yeah, we have quite a tension here. Tefillah is, When we hold a sitter on our hand, we have to realize that we are holding holding something with infinite value, but at the same time, we have to bridge that with our world, with our experience, with the everyday the things that are on my mind today. And I'll say one other thing, and that is that sometimes there are things that we worry about, there are things that we think about that we know we should, we should not be preoccupied with. And feel is a good place where we can sometimes sort of do a little bit of a cheshben and nefesh in that regard as well. Again, if you're a, 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 a child studying for science tests, there is nothing in the world that's more important than that. And to be clear, if you're you know, if you're interviewing for a job, that's very important. I'm not going to say that's kite, but sometimes... Sometimes things are truly, truly not important. And if there are things that are on our mind, if there are things that we're worried about, and then we open up our sitter, which is a reminder that there are things in the world that are truly Baruma Shalom, I can say to myself, you know, is this really all that important now? Maybe not. And that's another benefit of sort of bringing to, bridging these two worlds that we could sort of cross-examine and, and study from one side to the, to the other, how am I doing? How am I doing when I'm not davening, and how I'm doing when I am davening? Okay, uh, more to discuss here. Thank you again for joining me, and wishing each and every one of the, one of you a wonderful day.